1: Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. you with me, Benjamin Moshatama. I'll be with you until midday Central African time. Thank you for joining us right here at 11 o'clock. Right here on our show, African Dialogue, from Monday to Thursday, we bring you experts to look at the big uh, subject matters on the African continent. Well, it's interesting times for tourism on the African continent. And uh, we saw a very interesting report from the United Nations, which states that, you know, we have a perception about tourism that actually African tourism is coming outside from uh, uh, the continent. People who support tourism are actually coming inside into the continent. But this new report says something that's very dynamic, saying that Africans themselves are increasingly driving tourism on their own continent. According to a new report, four out of 10 international tourists in Africa f- come from the continent itself. In a new report from the UN titled The Economic Development in Africa Report, 2007. It impacts how the continent still also relies on tourism as an important sector which supports more than 21 million jobs on the continent. However, there's still challenges when it comes to ensuring that intra-regional tourism is realized on the continent. Challenges such as free movement of persons, transport infrastructure, and converting currencies still need to be dealt with to increase tourism from one country to another in a region on the continent well we're going to start off with uh, the minister joining us i think she's from the usa so she woke up early that's the minister of the department of tourism miss togozili Klasa, who's on the line with us and also let me introduce our other guests we've got unati henama who's joining us from in our studios he's a lecturer at the department of tourism management at the twana university of technology we also have tiofi ravele who is joining us for fur from fur trade in tourism he's a business development manager Uh, Your Honourable Minister, thank you for joining us I know you woke up early Tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on in the USA Why are you there And uh, uh, what proceedings are taking place overseas for you What delegations are you being part of Thank
3: you very much And a very good morning to the panelists And the uh, the viewers at large we are part of a South African delegation, uh, myself and uh, Minister Zorzo, uh, leading uh, teams that are coming from our areas of deployment, coming to join the 46th Annual Rainbow Push Convention. This is a, multi-racial, a multi-issue progressive international membership organization that fights for social change. Because uh, if you're looking into tourism itself, it's it's not just about uh, economics or economy. It mm. also talks to issues of social cohesion. So uh, here in South Africa, was so um, honored uh, because one of us, which is uh, Minister Zeldo, received an award from Reverend Jesse Jackson for her leadership uh, in various parts uh, of, of, of uh, uh, developing uh, South Africa. Mm. So uh, no. we are here, uh, but because uh, also this uh, is a market that is one of the top, top source markets for tourism in South Africa, so uh, on the sidelines we also are having uh, sessions uh, linking up with uh, key role players and also you know introducing uh, making awareness about South Africa.
1: Now what agenda do you have uh, Honourable Klasa in terms of uh, uh, putting South Africa on the map there at this particular convention do you have a specific goal there?
3: Indeed because uh, this provides a platform for uh, Africa diaspora uh, interaction people who come from all over the world are conversed here and One essence uh, of the convergence additional from issues of human rights is how can they, you know, contribute to the development of Africa, which is the agenda of a government of South Africa to ensure that we, you know, contribute to a better Africa and a better world. So this is an opportunity that looks into what is it, how far have we gone in, in Africa, and how far can we still go to make sure that we design an Africa that belongs to us, we can participate in the development of that Africa. And tourism is so strategically placed as one of the economic sectors here where, you know, a lot of uh, interest is developed because looking into South Africa and how it is strategically placed such that it, it, it becomes a gateway into Africa. So we think... A great platform and uh, deriving a lot of interest as we put our case to say what is it uh, that we are looking at um, growing tourism in, in South Africa, opening opportunities for investment, but also making mm. that connection because when we talk tourism, we also talk people to people interaction because the world needs to understand uh, each other. We can make a very meaningful contribution. So we become relevant. For uh, within this country, but also are deriving an opportunity to have investment opportunity coming from uh, uh, African uh, people who are spread throughout the world, yeah, yeah. who are now saying we are ready to to, to, to make a contribution in our continent.
1: Well, we're going to take a quick break. That's the voice of Ms. Togo Klasa, who is uh, the Minister of the Department of Tourism in South Africa. I've got in the studio Unati Sonwabile Henama, who is a lecturer at the Department of Tourism Management, uh, which is a part of the Tswane University of Technology. Joining us from the third trade in tourism is Tiofi Ravele, who is a, bin- a business development manager there. Uh, hey, do interact with us on our Twitter handle, our Twitter handle at ChannelAfrica1. Or at African Dialogue. We're asking the questions, how do Africans drive tourism on the continent for themselves? How do we make sure that we Africans are making sure that we're supporting our own tourism? You can also WhatsApp us on 2776 That's plus Well, we'll start off with the minister. We'll come back and get into the nitty-gritties of uh, today's uh, discussion. Uh, let's take a quick break. It's 11.15 Central African time. The world that remains beset by so much human suffering,
2: poverty, and deprivation. It is in your hands to make of our world a better one for all.
3: From July 18, raise your hand and make a dedicated effort to keep helping others in any way you can. Make every day a Mandela Day.
1: It is in your hands to make a difference Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Thank you for joining us on our different platforms, shortwave, our website, and also on our audio bouquet. Okay. Well, let me bring in the conversation into our uh, studio and on, on our telephone mm-hmm. line. We've got Teofi Ravelle. Well, lo- let's look at uh, uh, tourism in South Africa as a whole, and uh, let's look at some of the trends also in the SADC region, Teofi, in terms of where are we when it comes to uh, this idea of tourism on the african continent where is africa positioned right now and what are the current trends when it comes to uh, the tourism space because what i'm reading from this particular report is that Africans themselves are starting to drive their own uh, tourism e- economy your thoughts around the current trends when it comes to the tourism space
2: um thank you very much for this opportunity and um Um, I mean, in my opinion, in terms of how we are pushing tourism in the African continent is uh, the fact that, you know, a lot of more young and young people are becoming more curious about the African continent and they would want to experience different cultures and learn more. Because if you look at it, um, you know, there's been a lot of talks um, even around the Fismas Fall Movement where people were talking about decolonization of education, Mm. but it's also about decolonization of travel and how we travel. But if I'm an African and I'm a South African and I don't even know how Lesotho looks like or how Mozambique looks like and Tanzania and so forth, then I wouldn't be a true African. And I think that it's quite important for us to travel. And one of the other things that really is pushing that is that that curiosity is also being driven by a lot of young bloggers that are now you know going around the country and discovering the country I mean the continent as well and you find that most of these young bloggers are the ones that are influencing and bringing a lot of um, influence and by sharing all these different areas that they visit in the African continent on social media and other platforms it gets um, younger people more curious to actually Mm -hmm. know and really want to experience and understand what exactly are people doing in other continents and how people live as well Um, I've also traveled a lot around the continent, but mainly in the Sadiq area, and I think that every time I travel out of the country, I get to learn and experience new things, and I get to actually tolerate more in terms of other cultures, and also my brothers and sisters from other countries in Africa, and I think that... Um, tourism would also be a good vehicle to stop the things like xenophobia and so on because Mm. now you get to really understand how other people live and their challenges and so on and why exactly is it that they're looking for greener pastures in other countries?
1: Mm. Let me bring this conversation to you, Unite. in terms of, of your thoughts around tourism. Do you think that we're ready enough for Africans to support their own um, tourism? Is there enough that's been done on the ground for us to sustain uh, the kind of intra-regional um, tourism that we want to see in different uh, regions on the African continent? Or do you think we still should focus on uh as, as an African myself or as a South African, I should start where I am right now before I move on into maybe Lesotho or Botswana or Mozambique? Um, I think from an African perspective, I think the tourism sector is growing very great.
4: Sure. I think there is actually an appreciation by different governments to realize that there is no other sector that can create jobs, employment at a faster rate yes. like tourism. And even the uh, barriers to entry for this sector are actually quite low. And um, one of the enablers we require obviously depend primarily on political will by um, our state companies and state agencies. And uh, 2017 is the year where we are supposed to have a single aviation market for Africa. And that will actually open up uh, tourism actually lead to the next growth trajectory for tourism. Like South Africa right now, we are celebrating a 30% uh, year-on-year growth in tourism which is great, but it's not phenomenal because um, if our airspace was much more opened up, um, uh, we would be uh, speaking about 100% growth in aviation arrivals. But now the biggest challenge to African uh, tourism is that uh, tourism is the poor cousin. It does not have the institutional framework and the governance framework to have an impact on the Department of Transportation to ensure that we've got the free skies, uh, to ensure safety and security. So, mm-hmm. it, in other words, it depends on other departments for collaborative airports to make the
1: sector to work. Well, let's look at that in terms of uh, the infrastructure, because that's a challenge when it comes to the movement of persons and also the fact that we need to also create a space where that, that transport infrastructure is very strong for us to actually increase this potential that lies in intra-tourism. Uh, uh, Your thoughts around that?
4: Um, yes, um, um, infrastructure is paramount because the most important thing about infrastructure that infrastructure will be shared by the tourists and also by the locals. So by attracting tourism, um, our destinations will be forced. Remember, tourism forces a country to treat its citizens much better. So it becomes a human rights issue. So now if more tourists come to destination, the government will be forced to improve the infrastructure for the benefit of the locals and also the tourists,
1: mm, let me bring back uh, uh Miss Togozilekasa there in terms of uh, uh, this conversation of intra trade, especially maybe it's something that you talk about a lot and something that you want to actually invest into. Uh, Miss Togozilekasa, the fact that uh, we're still having some challenges in intra regional tourism on, on the African continent, there's still a lot that we need to do, as was highlighted by, by Unati, to strengthen those uh, uh, transport uh, infrastructure models. We need to also make sure that we've been talking about free movement of persons and actually removing the red tape around that and also another issue that has been highlighted as one of the challenges on the african continent is converting currencies uh, your honorable minister
3: thank you very much uh, and uh, appreciate uh, the conversation indeed um, the, the world now is becoming one it requires the connectivity and as travelers come to africa some of them uh, have no idea how Africa looks like, and it's a long-haul destination. So, whenever they come, they would want to experience uh, several uh, de- destinations within Africa. So, uh, intra-regional uh, uh, trade and access becomes very, very critical. We are, uh, you know, in in the process of that because, as they correctly pointed out, uh, we. We cut across several uh, other subsectors. We were impacted by various other uh, departments. So our approach now is coming very closer and integrating uh, our programs. And, uh, you know, uh, within South Africa itself, different ministries that impact directly on tourism. Uh, are coming together to really look into issues and isolate issues that can make it easier for us. Uh, we're talking to Department of transport, you know communication and, and, and every key department that is mm. uh, very important. But that is also enhanced by our integration in terms of working, in regions, because the, your SADC regions and the rest of the regions, we constantly are working with a tourism minister's uh, uh, council that looks, looks into issues of how we can work together. And recently we have uh, restructured a structure called uh, Regional Tourism uh, uh, of, 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 of Southern Africa, which is uh, the, the SADC uh, part of, of, of Africa, to begin to say, how can we market uh, together Identify those areas where we can do uh, joint marketing because we're looking into finding packages that would attract uh, tourists as they come. If they land in South Africa, if they land elsewhere Mm. uh, in the South, they are able still to move around, and we can make it easier for them to access as they they would move. You know, we are talking issues of visas and the regime that is there in different countries. We're Mm. talking into issues of. Of, of connectivity, because mm. in Africa it is it remains a challenge that, you know, we are not yet developed. You can look at uh, your SAA in South Africa, although it uh, at the moment is one of the, uh, I would say, uh, one of the top developed uh, in terms of uh, what you have in terms of aviation within Africa. But it's still not enough to reach to everywhere mm. but uh, then we are working into how can we make and agree on hubs so that we can improve on our connectivity because traveling in Africa is still very expensive. No, no
1: so I, I wanna, I wanna uh, travel get, get, to Europe sure. before
3: reaching to Africa. Mm. So that is part of what now is. is, is you know, unfolding mm. as this civil aviation hub that is being developed. Which is now where Africa is coming together to realise to say, you know, we are losing out but we, we, we can enhance the capabilities that we have and, and, you know, we really look out to open our skies amongst ourselves and open opportunities for investment into the continent through aviation. Mm-hmm. Minister, you know, that's uh,
1: very interesting things that you highlighted there, the issue of uh, air connectivity and also the issue of visas as well. And there's been... an. A discussion that is faded out now. It was very kind of big uh, early last year about the African passport and it's something that actually, actually uh, was kind of uh, not heard anymore. What are the conversations around those issues of the African passport and, and regional intra-connectivity uh, when it comes to air hubs? Are, are we actually seeing ourselves d- moving forward with that or is it Taking time because from where I'm sitting, it's taking a bit of time, and we're not exploiting what we're supposed to be exploiting when it comes to our tourism sectors.
3: I agree with you. It's taking a lot of time because uh, when you look at it, it becomes bigger than just uh, tourism. It, it it has to it it had to be elevated to the level of uh, uh, heads of state. Mm. because it has to do with the uh, you know, regional boundaries and mm. everything, infrastructure that mm. is involved, but also what would be, you know, the kind of uh, then what specific countries would have received where they been processing visas on their own. It, it involved quite a lot. But there is progress uh, that has been recorded because as a region, Already, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the different regions of Africa have uh, made, uh, you know, attempts to ensure that they, you know, uh, they, they try to see how it works within their regions to open uh, their boundaries. So, in in, in the Sahel region, we have countries that are piloting uh, the e-visa as was, was was proposed. In the others, uh, they are uh, piloting so that. We can then come together as africa to say what would work what are the issues mm-hmm. amongst countries themselves as you understand when you talk travelers you talk everything you know you cannot isolate the issue that mm-hmm. yes people want ease of travel they want you know this you know they don't want this to be bogged down in mm. filling up forms and a lengthy process for getting a visa to travel to a country. Mm, mm, because mm, the world now is becoming uh, interconnected through uh, technology, mm. so that is what also confronts Africa. But at the same time, it also confronts us from the side of safety to say, uh, what what would be the safety measures that we are putting? So so mm. that in itself continues. But what what also countries because some of them uh, also rely on some of the, the income that comes out of that. But tourism uh, is, is really beginning to take a space mm-hmm. and a center stage uh, to our discussions to say wh- how can we balance those issues of security once we are looking into making ease of access and also making sure that we have interconnectivity mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. the skies mm-hmm. to a level where it becomes Uh, reasonable and and affordable Mm -hmm. for people Mm -hmm. to travel Mm -hmm. within Africa. Mm -hmm. Because in South Africa itself we are receiving, in fact 70% of uh, tourists who come to South Africa, they come from Africa. Mm -hmm. But the ease of access is a challenge and and that level, uh, as we discussed and and, and debate and influence at uh, the head of state level as they sit in, 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 in in, in the African Union, yeah. yeah. Okay, now taking
1: a further stage. Well, I hear you, and let me take this conversation to you, to you, In terms of mm-hmm. the conversation around connectivity and also the idea of the African passport, has become highly politicized, as you can hear from Mr. Togozi Klasa, In terms of some of the conversations that are taking place, which should actually take place around the issues of border limitations and also the fact of infrastructure. Uh, that connectivity that uh, we're still lacking on the African continent. Your thoughts around uh, some of those bottlenecks that we find when it comes to our tourism sector?
2: No, definitely. I mean, in terms of the the visa and also getting more connected to these areas, it, it's still kind of uh, difficult at the moment, and I think that there should be a lot that's done, and unfortunately, those wouldn't be uh, platforms where the, pub- the the private sector would play a role, but it would mainly be the public sector, and definitely getting the different governments and different ministries. I mean, with the, such an association like RITOSA, for example, we, within those um, organisations, they can easily talk about how we can make it better for travelers to go into the different countries because as the minister points out as well one of the things that we get a lot is that you know there are a lot of travelers who are looking and even coming from europe but looking for experiences in africa and you find that one of the things that makes them not to travel to those countries is the visa and the bottlenecks that are there around that issue and a lot of them are looking for places that are more responsible as well. I mean, that's another topic that I think that one should look at, that even if making the environment of tourism more accessible by making sure that the visas are easier, the connectivity and so forth, but also making sure that those properties or those destinations where people visit are responsible. And as we say that, you know, tourism is a job creator those uh, properties also pay employees you know good wages and above the minimum wages of those countries and that's another thing that attracts travelers mm-hmm. to those areas mm-hmm. and it's something that would also you know a lot of travelers pick out because the experience that you have at a destination would definitely be um it, it would work better if your employees as well or the people that are offering you those services are looked after and they're smiling better and they're happier but going back to the visa, I think that organizations like RITOSA and also ministries mm-hmm. and also other departments need to play a huge role in making sure that those areas are also accessible because some of these areas is quite difficult to travel to. And after a long haul flight, getting to an airport and maybe being refused a visa could also be a huge problem.
1: You're listening to Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. It's uh, 11.32 Central African time. We're looking at how do we actually foster tourism in uh, perspective of within the continent, not actually getting only uh, the revenue coming from outside the continent, but how do we make the circle bigger within our continent in terms of speaking about uh, intra-regional tourism? Give us your thoughts. Remember, we want to hear from you, uh, so you can give us your thoughts on our Twitter handle. How do we as Africans drive our own tourism in our various countries? Uh, Give us your thoughts. We want to hear from you on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa 1 or at African Dialogue. Hey, I'm a bit jealous because I see our Chinyanja guys are doing well when it comes to our WhatsApp uh, group. They like have so many messages. So remember, we've got a new WhatsApp uh, uh, number that you can uh, touch base with us uh, and uh, we want to hear from you on that particular WhatsApp number whatsapp number is plus two seven seven six three zero zero three three two seven plus two seven seven six three zero zero three three two seven how do we actually increase tourism on the african continent regionally ourselves as africans what do we need to do to make sure that there is a, a better investment from within the continent let's take a quick break we'll be back with our guests good news for
0: listeners in america you can now listen to channel africa by phoning 605 1711 so if you're a channel africa listener in america simply dial 605-47-1711 channel africa giving you the african perspective
1: The question we're asking today on our Twitter handle and also you can WhatsApp your your thoughts on plus two seven seven six three zero zero three three two seven that's plus two seven seven six three zero zero three three two seven we're asking the question how do we as African drive our own uh, tourism uh, give us your thoughts there even on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa one or at African dialogue let me come to you uh, in our studios and I want to look at uh, the fact that uh, do we We have a a diversified tourism let's look at South Africa yeah I think we might have that kind of tourism because we have some forms of tourism that are linked to industries like mining uh, tourism and also we've got uh, very much a a huge huge uh, agricultural sector as well which is also driving a new form of tourism in the country what are your thoughts around how we can diversify uh, the tourism sector even more
4: Um, I think um, South Africa has actually got a very diversified tourism sector, looking at, what, more than 3,000 kilometers of coastline. Um, You also find that we are also one of the greatest leaders in ecotourism, which is responsible tourism. Um, And also, there are also uh, other forms such as adventure tourism, where you look at your bungee jumping, skydiving, which has created many opportunities. But I think the biggest challenge in South Africa is that uh, we need to involve more black people and more black Product players in the sector, yes, so that yeah. we can ensure that there is um, 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 shared growth. Mm. Because when you've got when you have shared growth, you've got shared wealth, and it becomes possibly an egalitarian society, mm. and you find that
1: t- such societies are much more stable how do you think that we can do that because that's a big issue when it comes to tourism it's almost like tourism is a sector for those who have the money to invest into it and it's almost becoming an elitist form of business Currently, it's people who can open the chalets people who are connected with the right people when it comes to equitourism also the education around some forms of tourism is really really linked to a form of uh, an elite or a classism of sorts your thoughts on, on how we need to navigate around those spaces I, I, and, and, and creating that equity actually if you find um
4: you look at total th- sector the majority of the people who are entrepreneurs first-time entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you find that they actually ha- happen to be highly skilled individuals who take early retirement then they go maybe operate a guest house mm-hmm. or see opportunities then they e- so in other words education plays a very very key role uh in this sector because you find that these are highly skilled individuals mm-hmm. can actually get a job anyway so Education side, we are doing very very well. Number two, supply chain, because as a as an operator, require good supply chain, enterprise development, ensuring that you supply people come to you, and that is a greater conversation you are having in the country. And uh, at the minister, I must commend her; she's playing a very leading role in ensuring that we must have a sector that is transforming to include more people, so that we can create social cohesion.
1: Let me bring that question back to you uh, uh, Honorable Minister in terms of uh, we need to actually see uh, this tourism sector bring in more uh, previously disadvantaged members of the society Uh, how do we do that that's the big challenge, that's where South Africa is when it comes to sharing economies, it's a big conversation currently Indeed, uh, I agree uh, with you that uh,
3: tourism has an opportunity to to contribute to the economy, and how we can increase increase debt and and also create the much needed jobs through inclusive growth, mm-hmm. where we can bring in a lot of our people to participate. We can open opportunities for them to own uh, uh, some of these op- uh, establishment and operate them, but also give them the skills and also help the, develop their products to be in the kind of standard, which is the approach uh, that we are taking in ensuring that we involve much more of our people. we even designed to look into in which areas uh, can we find them. We're talking rural tourism, we have rural uh, programs mm-hmm. that are targeting that. And you know, uh, one, one rural, you know, when looking to townships, looking into heritage products. Uh, looking into uh, you know everything that constitute what people are doing that can be developed into products, and we are not just focusing on tourism and hospitality products because tourism cut across uh, you know a lot of sub sectors. So we are tackling the value chain where we are looking into young people and uh, new entrance uh, development and product development and. Developing those experiences, such that those people were able to identify what are the gaps, where can we assist them uh, in skills, in coaching, in mentorship, mm. uh, with funding, mm. with, with market access, which often become the issues. And 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 we are very very uh, you know strict to say even in the new markets mm. that we are identifying with government, we are giving priority to those developing. Uh, trends in terms of our tourism Mm. those people who have not been able to participate so that we we open opportunities for them so that big industries it can be it Mm. can be as partners Mm. and is able to also uh, open opportunities for these people to supply them and 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 we are very happy with the progress that we have made with our um, charter council at the moment because Mm. we have a very clear the plan of how we work with business, but also creating opportunities for the SMMEs is uh, to be aligned. So, mm-hmm. so we're quite excited because even in terms of the projects, projects that we've identified that cut across the culture heritage with business tourism, which opens a lot of opportunities for participation by our people. Mm-hmm. We we'll mm-hmm. also set aside mm-hmm. what interventions because you may come to the people to say, you know, there's space for every age of tourism, mm. where we bring in young people who come from outside, but we need uh, tour operators and travel mm. agents who can, you know, get into the space because there is a space there. Mm. We, we, we want to ensure that we have, uh, you know, we, in, in tourism we talk food, we talk wine, mm. we talk uh, everything, and those things come from agriculture so mm-hmm. agriculture and agro processing becomes part and parcel of tourism so we linking those sub-sectors uh, with tourism but also look into transportation which would be access and everything and you know the actual infrastructure that we're talking about mm-hmm. that which comes from our side but also from the rest of other uh, you know, system departments sure. so we are looking into opportunities and also spreading where we can get the opportunities and as tourism, the exciting part is that we have a focused approach, and in that focused approach, we ensure that we're not just talking one project. If if we're talking projects that we're doing alongside your Kruger National Park, where we are opening the community park and participation there, we're looking into how then will they, you know, travel to to link up with Kruger National Park itself. Using mm. their own transport, so looking into transportation, looking into the road, mm. signing, okay, looking sure. into steel, no, I, 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 and making sure that the product outside is equivalent to the product inside, but is giving a mm. unique kind uh, of experience that sure. uh, you're inside of Cook and National Park, you don't get.
1: Well, let me bring me, bring in Teofi here because, uh, you know, the government can try to do what it can, but uh, we also need uh, uh, the private sector to actually invest, especially we've, I've seen a trend recently where there's a lot of uh, corporates that are investing into uh, township tourism uh, uh, projects and then you, they're creating these kind of uh, collaborations. How important is the, the private sector in the township space, in also the rural marginalised areas of tourism? Uh, tourism, how do they get into and infiltrate that space, uh, Tiofi?
2: I mean, that's a very important one. And I must but, say, the, especially the private sector in most other countries where I've traveled, they play a very important role in uh, those communities. I mean, one thing that I was really surprised by was the fact that I was actually one of the judges for the WTM Responsible Tourism Awards. Mm. And at that platform, you know, businesses that would enter those awards are businesses that are making a difference in their communities. And one thing that I notice is that some of those businesses operate in a very challenging environment where there aren't any infrastructures and they put in infrastructure. But one of the most important things that they do is bring employment to people who otherwise, if that establishment wasn't, they wouldn't have employment. Another thing is the fact that, you know, they bring in the sense of ownership and also helping out businesses and I would say small SMMEs to be part of the value chain and also helping out in areas of education and so forth. I mean, one good example in South Africa could be the likes of Coffee Shack down in Coffee Bay on the Wild Coast. Mm -hmm. A lot of those businesses do so much for the community and also help in terms of transforming those areas. And I think in terms of the tourism industry, Mm -hmm. it's very important to bring in your previously disadvantaged individuals, but not only as the labor force, also as to play an ownership role. And if the tourism industry, especially private sector, plays its role like some of these unique businesses in terms of helping other small businesses realize the importance of tourism Mm. and also how they can tap into the value chain of tourism. Because one of the things that I have or that I work by is the Mm. fact that you wouldn't open a guest house or a tourism business if you haven't traveled yourself. Because you need to know what mm-hmm. travellers are looking so, out so. for. You need to actually be a traveller before you start your own travel or even tourism business. And it's quite important to expose community members to what exactly tourists are looking for and what exactly tourists are looking for in terms of experiencing and also the authentic and unique things that they would travel for. So definitely for the SADC region, it's very important to get our people, actually for the whole continent, to travel the continent so that we know what's out there and how we can package and offer different experiences to our
1: African sisters and brothers. Hmm. Well, that is Tiofi Ravelli. We're going to end it up there. It's 11.45 Central African time. Uh, Tiofi is the Business Development Manager of the Fair Trade in Tourism. Also, thank you to Unati Henama, who just joined us in our studios, and uh, he's a lecturer at the Department of Tourism Management at the Tswana University of Technology. Thank you to Togozile Likasa, who's uh, the Minister of the Department of uh, Tourism, uh, for giving us the time it's been an insightful uh, conversation indeed there's more that still needs to be done but definitely we can do it as a continent that's how we wrap
0: it up african dialogue looking at different events in depth discussing a variety of issues
2: this is a very significant historical election. And this crisis is still damaging, especially Finnish and European economies, very hardly. And that's an important reason to get more and more co- cooperation.
1: And uh, what we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of uh, Tiwonge and uh, Stephen, and also...